Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. I am. I think Kylie's pregnant. Like, I feel like we can almost confirm it. I think we need to wait for the official, official confirmation, but I'm willing to say like I'm 95% sure she's pregnant. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm 99.9% sure, which I know last week we said we were leaning heavily. I think we may have said 60-40-ish, or that was what you said or what I said? I think that's what you said, but I agreed. Yeah, I fucking skyrocketed like 39 points. Well, this is what we always say, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but the thing with the Kylie pregnancy rumors previously was it wasn't like major news sources reporting this. It was kind of whispers and a lot of blind items. And obviously the TikTok theory. So there was no need for her to respond. And her lack of a response didn't indicate anything to me. I was kind of going based off the theories. Once you have something like this, where every single news source is reporting on it, as we observe with them, if they don't deny it, it pretty much means it's true typically. I think we can all agree that it just hits different when it's a Kardashian story coming from E! News. That's been the phenomenon for a while now, I guess because their show was on the E! Network and they seem to have... I don't know, I guess you could call it an elevated relationship with E! News. So for me, when I saw that, even though I was already convinced, that really brought it over the top for me. Yeah, when I see it, E! News for the Kardashians or TMZ in general, that's what really indicates to me what's happening. But it kind of feels like last time when we were pretty sure we were just waiting on the official confirmation. And as time went on and on, we knew for sure that it was true. Right. So let's backtrack. Let's get into some of the theories and we'll go from there. I know we just didn't even do an intro, but I've been dying to talk about this. Same. So I'm sure you all saw this. On Thursday, this video went viral of Caitlyn Jenner, where she was talking to a group of people. And in the video, you hear her say, I have 18 grandchildren and I just found out that another one's on the way. So when I tell you, like before we get into anything, before we get into finding out which kid she was referring to, I just want to sit for a moment in what that was like as the public once we saw that, because I think if you're anything like us, your initial response was, I need to know what that phone call was like between Caitlin and Kylie, because I think Kylie's about to kill her. That's exactly my thought. And by the way, even if she's talking about a different child, because I know TMZ posted after that Caitlin was most likely referring to Bert, who's expecting his third child with his wife, The lack of clarification at a time when there's already rumors about Kylie's pregnancy was just the biggest screw up of a lifetime. I think that what's really interesting, and it happens a lot when it comes to Caitlyn, is that I guess with everyone else in the Kardashian family, they operate at such a high level when it comes to their interactions with the media. And it's very kind of calculated and 
this would never happen. This kind of mistake would never happen with another one of the siblings. And so I think we sometimes think that this type of thing just doesn't happen with the Kardashians. However, we forget that even though Caitlyn has not only been a celebrity herself for so many years, but been in the family for so long, there are moments when she almost forgets the magnitude of her words as it applies to headlines. Like, I don't know if you know what I mean, but it's kind of crazy how this slip up can still happen. And I think we're all taken so aback because this type of shit would just never normally happen. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm still a little confused on what went down here because obviously, as we know, Caitlin says this, it goes viral. Everyone thinks or assumes she's talking about Kylie. Then it, TMZ comes out, says that Caitlin was actually talking about her son, Bert. Bert's expecting his third child. And then shortly after that is when the official news confirmation of Kylie being pregnant breaks. So is what happened here that Caitlyn was actually talking about Bert and it was just they too much came out as a result of it because of Kylie and the sources that knew and it kind of gave the sources permission to confirm the news. Like the way it unfolded was very strange. It was very bizarre. I felt the same way. And I, I don't know if there's necessarily a factual answer to that because let's let's give Caitlyn the benefit of the doubt and say that she was completely referring to Bert and she would never have done that with Kylie. Still, it was poorly timed based on what's going on with Kylie. But let's say that that was the case and she didn't even understand why that would be such an issue. I guess then the theory where the other sources felt like, okay, well, now that this has taken on a life of its own, we may as well get to it. Or maybe it was, you know, a Kylie decision of like, fuck it. At this point, let's just run with it. I don't, I do not know what happened there. I don't either. It's very, very strange. And I also don't believe that Caitlyn was referring to Kylie because I don't think Caitlyn would have done that. And I have to wonder if Kylie's even able to be mad at Caitlyn if Caitlyn wasn't specifically referring to her, but I guess it was the lack of clarification. I don't know, but so strange. But I guess we can say all in all that we now have confirmation of Kylie's pregnancy just based on the aftermath of what happened there. Well, the amount of sources coming out about it and then Kylie not saying a word in response Yes, I think is very telling. And also, you know, let's talk about this theory, which we've been speaking about for a little bit now that initially, I guess it was being talked about that she was going to reveal the pregnancy at the Met Gala, which is September 13th. I don't know how that will go down. I assume that she's attending. And so I have to imagine that her look will somehow show that off, but I I don't know. You know what's fun is that I think you still, for Kylie, I think she still gets the same reaction of a reveal. Even if this news story did break in the way that it did and everyone kind of is going to know about this going into the Met Gala and if she reveals, obviously it's not breaking any major news to us, but the confirmation is there. I think it still gets the same reaction from the public of like awe and excitement as it would be as if this story never broke. Because there were already those whisperings going around, I think you know, if this had happened, it wouldn't have been a major surprise in any event. It still would have been more of a confirmation than a reveal. I feel the same way. But you know something? That's not just limited to her pregnancy. That is the very specific power of Kylie when it comes to the public's attention. Even if you cannot stand her, you are still captivated and you still, for some reason, find whatever she's doing to be interesting. It's the same reason that people who have never bought, myself included, have never bought a Kylie Cosmetics item watch through every single one of her stories while she's doing the swatches on her arms, because for some reason I am just interested. And obviously that's a much more minimal example. However, I really 
completely agree with you. I think that she just holds that power. So whether it was a surprise or not, people are still going to care. And you know what's fun is that the Met Gala is kind of the reveal regardless. If she doesn't show up, we know why. And if she does show up, we'll see she's pregnant. So you kind of get that answer either way. Yeah, it's it's honestly best case scenario. I mean, you have to wonder, right? Like, was she planning on definitely going to the Met Gala and, quote, revealing if more of these reports hadn't started to surface. I guess that's the answer that we don't technically know because it was only speculation that she was going to reveal there. There's the very other, you know, feasible possibility, which is that she just wasn't going to go. Right. Which again, even with the whisperings, had she not shown up at the Mega, like let's say the story never broke, it was still just the TikTok theories and the whisperings and the blind items. Had she not shown up at the Mega, I would have said, and I think most people would have said, oh, she's definitely pregnant. That's why she's not here. Because like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, that's her big moment. Like she doesn't get a lot of those. And a lot of other celebrities have those red carpet moments because of what they do, whether it's the Grammys or the Oscars, the Emmys, like they get certain really big moments where they can showcase big news like that. Kylie, they're so few and far between, not even in terms of her showcasing news, just in terms of her showcasing herself, like big red carpet moments that she gets to have. And the Met Gala is one of the only ones that she has. So for her to not be there, would definitely signify something. Totally. And obviously, I mean, she frequents a lot of red carpets, but especially when it comes to music ones, it's about Travis. Listen, realistically, she probably makes more of a headline because everybody's focused on what she's wearing and especially if they bring Stormy, but it's about Travis. Whereas the Met Gala, it's not about her. It's about all of the celebrities there, but so much of the attention is on her and Kim and Kendall. Of course. We also have to keep in mind that We've been going through a period of time without red carpets, both in the sense of the lack of events due to COVID, but also Kylie and Travis weren't officially together for a period of time. So there was a year and a half span there besides that most recent one that Kylie did with Travis for the Parsons event that he was honored at where Travis wasn't walking red carpets with Kylie. So there really wasn't a ton of red carpet events that she was showing up to. I mean, obviously there are certain things that she does that will always have a red carpet. But I mean, in terms of the major, major events, they didn't take place and she wasn't with Travis. So a Gala is also kind of a return reveal for her. Oh, it totally is. And not just for her, you know, when you think about it, for a lot of celebrities actually. And that's why I think that this year, they are really going to bring it. They meaning everybody, because I think- just the fact that they're attending is a bigger deal than it ever has been previously because it signals, you know, in a way, some of the worst being behind us. Right. It's just wild. I mean, we're going to find out in about three weeks for sure. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I just, the way that this progressed was so bizarre and not at all what I was expecting, if I'm being honest. No, I mean, it definitely wasn't what I think anybody was expecting. It's It was extremely, extremely strange because you had one second where you were like, no, she's not talking about Kylie. She may not still be pregnant. TMZ is reporting this. And then like five minutes later, TMZ was like, no, just kidding. Actual confirmation, she's pregnant. And it's like, what is going on here? Then after she didn't speak, I was like, okay, this is crazy. But everyone was so confused for a period of time there. Those few people that made the initial... Kylie TikToks when it comes to the nails must feel so unbelievably validated. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure I would. 
I saw just kind of random publications that were posting about it. And in their caption, they would write something like, you know, and all those theories that have been swirling. And if you went to the comments, it was so many people being like, don't just call them theories. Like, let's talk about the TikToks because this started with the little people. This wasn't you guys. This was regular people in their home serving as manicure detectives. And I so got that. I was like, yes, power to the TikTok people. I mean, listen, there have also been blind items about this circulating for months. So it's also super, super unclear what the timeline is here, whether this is relatively recent news and it's coming about within the time frame of the manicure discussion, or if Kylie is relatively far along and this is dating back to when the first blind item came out. I don't know. I mean, I just want to say, just to put a timeline on it, when we were in LA, which was early June, remember some people then when we were there thought she was. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's very unclear what the timeline is here. I also just want to say, you know, right now we're in August 2021. And just to take you all back for one second, April 2017 was really the first time that Travis and Kylie rumors started to circulate because they were spotted together at Coachella. And it was April 2017 that this all started. And then September 2017, the news broke that she was pregnant. So I always kind of forget how quickly that timeline went and because t- in my mind, they've just been together forever and I don't even think about the Tiger days. I just immediately go straight to Travis. But since then on, the relationship trajectory hasn't necessarily been consistent. You know, they've been on again, off again. So I feel like the last six or so months is when the public at least started to feel like they were consistently together. So this does kind of make sense. Yeah, it definitely does. It, it- seems almost like a reconciliation. Although something that we've seen with their relationship is that they were always on amazing terms. Like there was never a bad moment. There was never an official breakup. Even when they kind of announced their split, everything that was circulating was like, they're taking a break for now, but they will 100% be getting back together. And neither of them are considering this a real breakup. And we saw them consistently together out in public, both just them and with Stormy. And then also they continuously supported each other via social media, even when they were considered technically broken up. She would post about him. They would post for each other's birthdays. They would post for Mother's Day and Father's Day. So it always had the feel of them being together. It was just only recently that we had that official confirmation when he was, again, honored at that event. And at the end of his speech said something like, I love you, wifey. I love you, Stormy. Yeah, I don't think, at least my perception of it was that there was never any sort of toxicity. Even if it existed, they never communicated it. And I think that one, I'm not saying that they would regardless, but specifically because of Stormy, I think it was just the number one utmost priority of like, that is not something we are ever going to handle publicly if there's an issue that needs to be handled. Right. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Obviously, we will continuously update you as we know more. I feel like, of course, we're going to release this episode and then she's going to come out with like another to our daughter video because that just seems to be always what happens with us. But I know there's going to be some amazing content coming and I'm just so thankful we have a podcast to talk about it. I feel pretty confident that within the next five hours, she's not going to confirm the pregnancy. I feel pretty confident in that. I hope so. Just It's just our luck, you know? I know. I came to the realization recently that I was just like desperately in need of a closet clean out because you know when you're getting ready and you just can't find anything, you have so many things that you don't even wear that you can't find the stuff that you do wear and it's just like a chaotic and unenjoyable process. That was me. I'm still, to be honest with you, in the process of cleaning out, but 
One of the biggest game changers for me in this process has been finding just like high quality essentials that I can mix and match with anything so that I can have less things, but the things that I have, I can wear with a lot. And I've told you guys about them before, but I think that Quince is one of the best at this in terms of just finding the high quality affordable pieces. And they have a lot of really great sweaters. I love their Mongolian cashmere oversized boyfriend cardigans. I just find them to be so comfortable. I have them in a bunch of colors. They also have washable silk tops, which are amazing, like really easy, comfortable, high quality throw-ons that you can wear for so many different occasions. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So the way that it works is by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes that savings onto us, which is kind of like best case scenario for all involved. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz, you guys, holy shit. I might have to bump this up to my number one spot for celebrity sex tapes, I want to say. I think so too, Julie. No, I was not prepared. I mean, let's backtrack for a second because we have been hearing rumors about this for a while now, but then they were seemingly denied. It kind of happened and it went pretty quiet after that. The only thing that in my mind had my curiosity lingering was chatting being a little bit more active in Lenny Kravitz's comment section. That's honestly what got me thinking about it recently because it's not that I didn't believe it. It's just, I felt like if there were all of those rumors, something else would have happened and it never amounted to anything. So in my mind, I had kind of laid it to rest. And then we see those photos of them. She's in the blue dress. He's in the white shirt and the bike. I thought I was going to die. You know what's funny about this is that I personally didn't lay it to rest. Anytime I see them comment, I always think that's the case, especially this one with the uh, Lenny picture back and forth where Zoe makes a comment about Lenny being in Magic Mike 3 and tags Channing Tatum. But recently he commented on her picture. It was like a bunch of shot glasses. And I was like, do you think that's him saying he's shooting a shot? And you were like, no, I don't think so. I like don't think it's anything. I remember this very vividly. He commented like the one shot glass. I guess I'll put it like this. It's not that I didn't think there was some sort of hookup happening. I just didn't expect that we were going to get paparazzi photos. That's the best way that I can put it. And the best paparazzi photos, spanning two days in the city, riding bikes together, her on the back of his bike. It's just, you couldn't ask for anything more. And again, this is a situation where we don't have 100% confirmation. They are doing a movie together. That is how they met. They are could just be spending time together. It's not like we saw anything overly incriminating, but I, if I had to guess, I would say that they're definitely a couple. Yeah. Or even if we don't want to go as far as to say boyfriend and girlfriend, definitely at least romantically involved, I would say. That is a fucking hot couple. But not just hot. I, I like, yes, obviously beyond sexy, but also it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I really feel like they both have a very kind of laid back vibe and even just in those pictures, you know, you, you got to see a lot of different angles because there were the paparazzi shots, but there were also just people that took photos that saw them on the street. I just feel like their energies kind of match. Don't you feel that way? Oh, I totally do. They they do. They seem like they matched. And it's funny because when these rumors first started circulating a while ago, this has been going on since probably January that these rumors have been 
swirling around. People have been talking about them potentially being together. But from the first time I heard it, I was like, that genuinely makes sense to me. Like both vibe wise and looks wise and everything about it, them being on a movie together. Like I can totally hundred percent see it, but that was only kind of like imagination wise because you didn't really see them together. Having seen them together in person, the way they're interacting a hundred times more to me doesn't make sense. Zoe Kravitz herself is obviously one of the most beautiful women ever, at least in my opinion. And don't get me wrong, I have always historically found Channing Tatum to be an attractive man. However, seeing photos of them together had a very similar effect on me that you always say seeing pictures of Machine Gun Kelly next to Megan Fox did for you. Like Channing Tatum alone is hot. Standing next to Zoe Kravitz, he's hot. I couldn't agree more. I so, so get what you're saying. Again, I think that totally goes back to the vibe that they give off because individually they're both so hot. But together and them feeding off each other's energy is just, it's another story. And I also think Channing Tatum like specifically has been in our orbit a little bit more. He's been a little bit more active commenting, not just with her. You see him pop up on Jonah Hill's pictures. I think there was an Adam Levine comment recently. So like, I think for the both of us specifically, when somebody's more active in the comments section, they're so much more front of mind. Yeah. Although if I'm being totally honest, I feel like growing up, you know, when you're around what, 16, Channing Tatum was considered like the ultimate. I remember after, you know, she's the man coming out, just thinking he was so hot. He was going to be my celebrity hall pass. And then I kind of lost it for him. They just faded into the background. And I think what happened for me at least was that when I, once I got older, I felt like maybe his personality I completely like I made this all up in my head. Who knows if any of this existed? But I, I remember thinking like, okay, he's obviously such an attractive guy, but his personality doesn't scream cool to me. Like I don't, I don't find his vibe to be necessarily so alluring. And recently that has started to change. And then plus, once Zoe Kravitz is willingly hanging out with somebody, in my book, they are automatically cooler because I just can't envision her spending time with somebody who isn't. I know exactly what you mean. Channing was the ultimate. Between She's the Man and Step Up, there was absolutely nobody hotter at the time. And then I think what happened was he got married and he, not that he fell out of our orbit, but he moved into a different era. Like there was the Magic Mike thing. It was kind of like, you know when somebody knows they're hot and you're like, okay, like we get it. You you think you're hot enough for the both of us. I don't need to give into that energy. Like I, I'm okay thinking of you as like my teen fantasy and leaving it there. It's just recently, again, when he's in your orbit and once Zoe Kravitz gives you that stamp of approval, like you were saying, if Zoe Kravitz thinks you're cool, you are cool. Exactly. And so for her to give, I like that term, her stamp of approval, it really just elevated him in my book. Although to be honest, it was definitely growing there because you're right. I was very content with leaving him as a teen fantasy and kind of just laying it to rest saying, I will always hold this spot for you, but you're no longer up there. And he just came shooting back up like a motherfucking rocket, Julie. I have to agree. I think it also goes back into this conversation that we were just having where everything comes back around from the early 2000s. Like everything is just that we thought was cool in 2005 through 2009 is all of a sudden cool again. And he might be such a stark representation of that. Oh, absolutely. That's the conversation we were having with Benny and Mary Beth a few weeks ago. We were having that conversation. I think we mentioned Ryan Sheckler, or like we always mention Ryan Sheckler, me and you. And I saw a TikTok recently and M, you are going to die. I have to find it for you. I completely forgot to send it to you. Shut up. How did you forget? I, I think I saw it like in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, I'll remember in the morning. And then I completely forgot to send it. 
guys, please tell me some of you listening had that same moment when you saw Ryan Sheckler on your screen for the first time when you were, what, how old are we, 14? I don't even remember. I, I It changed my life. I, I'll honestly say it did. No, it it was part of my awakening. It really was. Oh, I, I actually, honestly, when just saying it, you want to know the same sensation that I just got? What? Similar to watching a 2010 episode of Rob Kardashian. I don't even, I can't even talk about Rob Kardashian. But same exact vibe in terms of transporting me back to how I was when I was, what, 13, 14 years old, watching TV, thinking like, oh my God, this is this must be what it feels like. Seeing Rob Kardashian did something to me. It was the same feeling because it was the exact same vibe and that like young LA skater surfboard vibe was, I, I thought there was nothing else in the entire world. I didn't think there was one other type of guy worth looking at besides that specific type with the shaggy hair. Oh, stop. I can't even. And then they would buzz it and it would be equally as hot. And then they would grow back. Like, I guess I'm talking about Bieber again still. <laughs> well, also think about like Laguna Beach. Yeah. I mean, that was it. BOC, like everything. Yeah. It's so funny now because I find that my taste is so much less like your stereotypical quote, California boy, you know? Right. It's just the nostalgia taste. It's different. Totally. I just, I hope that some of you listening can relate to what it was like being young and seeing Ryan Sheckler on your TV and just immediately falling into whatever our version of love was at the time. Yeah. I feel like makeup in general and specifically a daily makeup routine is so personal and that we've all kind of gotten down to a science, what works for us, what we need before we leave the house. Like where do we feel our most comfortable? And for me on a daily basis, I wear really, really minimal makeup. I actually think I feel the most comfortable with the least amount of makeup, but my two Holy Grail products always have been, I think always will be are mascara and lip gloss, maybe a little highlight on the inner corner if I'm feeling crazy. But honestly, whether you are fresh face, full glam, wherever you fall, you have probably seen Thrive Cosmetics viral tubing mascara. It's the one in that turquoise tube that you see all over social media. So Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademark formulas, and uncompromising standards. They have a lot of great products, but the one I want to focus on is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. First of all, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, which I'm telling you right now, I have a zero-tolerance policy for flaking with my mascara. Like, I'm just not trying to put you on my lashes if you're going to flake. And They have a flake-free tubing formula that dramatically lengthens and defines your lashes from root to tip. So it kind of looks like lash extensions without the damaging glue or salon prices. Also, super easy removal, slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, no soap required. And it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's just like very much worth the hype. I had seen it a lot. And once I tried it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why I see it everywhere. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 20% off your first order. So as I'm sure most of you are aware by now, apparently Pete Davidson and Phoebe Denever have split. They were dating for roughly five months and It's interesting timing because it's about a month after they made that first public appearance in July when they were at Wimbledon together. So 
Obviously, it had been speculated for a while. There were those photos of them in the countryside. They made the official public appearance at Wimbledon. And I feel like now it's over before it even really got started. You know, I don't find it unusual to see celebrities break up soon after a debut photo. I think that happens pretty regularly. The thing with Pete Davidson that's always interesting is that his relationships typically, and he's spoken about this, like straight from his own mouth, he said that like his relationships typically tend to get more intense and unfold, you know, in front of our eyes. And this one was interesting because once you saw the photos of them in public, I think you expected that you were going to see a little bit more come out, a little bit more intensity, maybe a couple more news stories. And after those photos came out, it was kind of nothing. And then it's been a month and already a breakup, which is so not his usual pattern of dating. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's not that it's uncommon for celebrities. And he's obviously dated a lot of people. It's just that when I think of him based on what he has said himself in interviews, he really kind of, I guess, values intensity in relationships or it's his normal speed. That's kind of his default speed. And so yeah, you're absolutely correct. I was expecting more of a trajectory. I'm not saying that I ever thought this was like the end all be all, but I thought that we were going to see maybe a year or so and then potentially an ending. So who knows the reasoning, but just a change in the Pete Davidson universe that I think we would be remiss to not mention. And that's probably a positive change for him because I know that when he's spoken about interviews, he didn't say it as such a positive. He kind of said it as a byproduct of like the way he is and sort of his mental illness and the things he struggles with. So I guess that, I mean, obviously we don't know what went on behind the scenes. There could have still been that element there, but if we're going based on the timeline of the relationship and the way it kind of unfolded, the fact that it didn't play out like that could kind of point just like a very positive change. Totally. No. And listen, intensity, even just Pete aside in general, is not always a positive, especially when it comes what some could call like too soon, you know? Right, of course. Also, it'll be fun to see who he dates next because that is always a fun game, though. I think we all love playing. Yes. you have any predictions? No, I don't know. I mean, it's a really good question. I'm not sure. Well, this is not at all a prediction. I just want to say I'm sure you guys have seen the photos of him filming Meet Cute with Kelly Cuoco kind of just around the city. And also she's posted some stuff on her TikTok, on her Insta stories. They seem to have just like a good friendly relationship. Obviously, she's married. But Seeing them together made me think I could see him just hear me out for a second. I could see him pulling a little bit of a Harry Styles in the sense of like, I wouldn't be so shocked if for a little bit he dated a little bit of an older woman. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I just seeing him with Kaylee, again, obviously completely platonic. It just got my wheels turning. Yeah, I could totally see that. I think that he would be very into that. I wish I had somebody off the top of my mind, but I just don't. I know. We're, we're going to have to think on it. It's usually like whoever is like the hottest thing at the moment. Yeah. If you guys have any, okay, in continuation of what we always do with Kim Kardashian of like, send us who you think she's going to date, send us any potential Pete Davidson suggestions or thoughts. I would love to discuss them on next week's episode. Yeah, me too. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, 
there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Honestly, not that much in the Kardashian recap this week, but we wanted to start out with, I'm sure you all saw those photos of Kim and Kanye getting lunch together in Malibu. And I guess they were deemed kind of noteworthy because the kids weren't there. But I just personally want to give my opinion on this. There's no part of me that sees them together, even without the kids, and thinks for a second that it's any sort of a rekindling, where I know that was circulating a lot. We personally got a lot of DMs of people wondering. And again, I mean, technically, I guess we could always be wrong. But in my mind, like that divorce is 100% happening. There's no looking back. It's just that they're going to continue to be incredibly supportive of each other, whether they had kids or they didn't, but specifically because of the kids. So I don't know. I guess I always get confused when people take these photos as something that I guess in my belief, they're just not. Well, because I think you always looked at them differently than the rest of the, or than a lot of the general public did. How so? Like, I think that for the past couple of years, you have, and rightfully so, they were definitely on the rocks for a while, but I think you've considered that relationship to be over for longer than it actually has been over. Whereas I think when they broke up, a lot of people were really focused on the nostalgia element of their relationship. Obviously, we saw a lot of TikTok edits and people talking about the early days of when they had first met and him talking about her before they were even dating and really zoning in on that aspect of it. So I think when people see them together, they're really focused on the like love story aspect of their relationship. Whereas when you see them together, you're not even thinking of that because in your mind, that relationship's been over for so long that them being together couldn't even possibly be something romantic. It's completely accurate. That is perfectly said that I have, I I've totally, it wasn't until we were doing that one episode and we started to kind of relive the earlier days that the nostalgia started to hit me because I have, you're right. I haven't viewed them as together in a long time. What do you think about it though? Cause you definitely fell into the other category. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see them getting back together unless there was some sort of a change that took place. But I don't think the idea is necessarily impossible if that were to take place. I guess, you know, it's really interesting because I saw a TikTok comment on a video of them at lunch and people were talking about it. And somebody said, it'll be really interesting if, if, you know, something changes with Kanye and, and Kim then has to deal with the family wanting them to get back together the way that they wanted Scott and Courtney to get back together. And I don't necessarily see that being the case, but. I will say that if we gave Scott the opportunity to grow and say, okay, we want them back together, like Scott's in such a different place than when he was dating Courtney, then there is always that possibility that the structure of Kim and Kanye's relationship could change and Kanye as a person could change. And as a public and maybe as the family, long for them to be back together. I'm not sure. I don't know where I fall on that, but it was an interesting point of view that somebody had in terms of them potentially getting back together or the family wanting them to get back together. It's really interesting when you bring up what the family may want, especially as it applies to Scott. And this is a hundred percent like just gut feeling. I'm not basing any of this in accuracy. This is just my feeling on it. Clearly the situation with Courtney and Scott is different than Kim and Kanye for so many reasons. And I get that they don't have the same history and there hasn't been the back and forth. And in so many ways, Scott is almost like a brother. Not that Kanye isn't, he's very, very in the family, but you know, they knew Scott 
from the earlier days he's been on the show since season one. Okay. All of that being said and taking into account all of the differences, I just think in general, the way that the family approaches Courtney when it comes to her dating life and the way that they would approach Kim are so different. Like, I just could never envision it going down with Kim the way that it went down with Courtney because I think Kim would shut it down so much harder than the rest of them that I don't even think they would attempt it of like the way that they were all trying to kind of meddle and have Courtney make this decision. I don't know. I just cannot envision a world in which they do that same thing to Kim. Yeah, that's true. I don't see it either. I don't see it playing out in the same way. Obviously, the family handles Kim and Courtney very differently. Although I have to be honest, if there was one that I felt it was like less risky to meddle with, I would say Kim because Courtney's reaction to the meddling would scare me in my opinion. But that's a whole other situation. I do think that it wouldn't be the same amount of meddling. Let's just say this is the case. Let's just say hypothetically in a scenario where they want him and Kanye to get back together. I don't think that level of pressure would even amount to the same. I don't feel like the family would feel the same way. Like you were saying, Scott has become a completely a brother to them. But I could see a lot of the family, specifically Chris, pulling out the like, but don't you want to be with the father of your children card? Like I could see that being put on the table. Again, I think it would be very different from the way they treated Courtney and Scott because so much of that was giving Scott another chance based on how much he had grown and changed and the family liking him. Whereas the family always loved Kanye. It was like straight off the bat, they were supportive of that relationship. And obviously what we've seen with Courtney hasn't been the same. And I think so much of the pressure between Courtney and Scott was the family kind of making amends for their own opinions of Scott and their own role that they had in the early days of that relationship, um, where obviously that wouldn't be the case with Kanye. But the love that the family had for Kanye, I think really comes from a place of like, wow, for Kanye to have wanted to be a part of this family at a time where most people didn't because they saw us as a reality family is so special to our family. And I think that if Kanye made changes and let's say Kim was kind of iffy, I could see a lot of the family wanting that reconciliation to happen just based on the way they've always viewed Kanye and not based on the way that relationship had changed and their view of him changed, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. No, it's a fair point. I Again, I know we're talking in a completely hypothetical scenario because that's not the one that I believe. But if we want to consider all possibilities, I can see that. It's not the one that I choose to go with, but I don't think it's so crazy. I just, I think for me, it's that what was, what I can imagine went on with Kim at kind of the height of their turmoil was probably a way that they've never seen her before. Like, I I just feel like that level of anxiety that she felt of almost like not feeling safe even within her own family. Like normally when attacks happen on the family, it comes from outward. And all of a sudden Kanye was the one that was, and I understand he was in the midst of a very, very hard time. However, Kanye was kind of the one that was really causing her so much anxiety and, and so much stress. And I just don't know if that's, after seeing that, I, I don't know if the damage was too permanent. I don't know. No, I, I so understand. And again, just to clarify, like, I don't think that's necessarily what I want. I don't see a scenario in which I would want them necessarily back together unless major, major changes took place. 
But just based on the way we've seen the family and their reaction to exes and getting back together and the ability to move on and forgive, I could potentially see that being the case. Totally, totally. Well, I, I don't know, you guys. It's just, it's just wild. A lot of stuff is happening. This will be a really interesting next few months. I think so, too. I really do. I can't wait to see what they wear to the Met Gala. I really hope Kylie comes pregnant. That would That's literally, I can't even tell you my dream. I feel like we as a society deserve that. What will be so interesting that we obviously have never seen is if Kim and Kanye come separately. Oh, yeah. That would be really – I didn't even consider that. Right? Well, because they would both be there. Well, maybe. Kanye has not attended in the past, so there's always the possibility that he wouldn't come. Or there's always the possibility that he wouldn't be invited. Right. I guess there's multiple possibilities. It's that he is invited, he doesn't come. He's invited and he does come and they go separately. He's not invited or he's invited and they go together, which seems like the last of the options for me, but just listing them all out. There's a lot of things to consider here. Yeah. I don't know, guys. We'll keep you posted. Anything else you want to mention? No, I think that's it. I just, my final closing thing is that I know this last week there were a lot of different speculations around Travis and Courtney and also Travis and his kids. And if any of their behavior on social media was kind of like a direct fuck you to Shanna, his ex, I just want to say that I I really do not feel that way. I think sometimes she may react in a way where it's supposed to skew the public to thinking that it was intentional. I just do not believe one, that Courtney has any sort of patience or energy for that. And second of all, as much as the kids have voiced their dissatisfaction with their mom, I don't see Travis as ever rallying them up to do something like that publicly. Like, I, I just, I cannot envision a world in which that was the case. So I know the photo of them giving the middle finger, a lot of people thought, oh, was that subtly to Shanna? To me, there's literally no way that Travis would get his kids to do that on Instagram to their mom. I just, it's a non-possibility for me. No, I don't believe so either. But do you want to explain the movie element of that conversation? Shall we? I think that it's important context. So Courtney had posted a photo from when they were in Cabo of movie night. And it was a movie on the beach. And the movie was True Romance. The backstory here is that Shanna has spoken in the past about how that was her and Travis's favorite movie. And their daughter, Alabama, was named after one of the characters in the movie. So a lot of people also thought that that was like a subtle fuck you. To me, that's the kind of shit that you pull when like, you're really trying to be petty and you're trying to show that this is clearly your man. Like, What does Courtney have to prove here? No, she has nothing to prove. It is interesting, but also like, I think that it's clearly Travis's favorite movie as well. And he probably was like, let's just watch this. Like, I don't think it was intentional. I think what's interesting about the relationship is that Shanna oftentimes will respond in a way. For example, she posted on her story watching the same movie where sometimes she will respond to the things that they're doing in a way to kind of get attention or clout from that thing. But I don't think that the initial thing was set up in a way to target her in any way, shape or form. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes her reactions you know, can make you think that it was malicious in nature, but I think it says a lot more about her reaction than it does about their intention, honestly. Although to give her some sort of benefit of the doubt or not necessarily that or like some consideration in all of this, 
I do think that if I was married and I ended in a very messy divorce and my ex-husband was watching a movie that was our favorite movie that we named our daughter after with his, quote, new family, I think that I would be upset by that. So I do understand if that was a reaction that she had. You would be upset if they were posting it, you mean? Like, I think that I can understand being upset by taking something that you had with somebody. Like, if you and your ex-husband have a movie that's so special that you name your daughter after that movie together, and then that movie is then being made very public, watching it with the new family. I'm not saying that needed to be a thing that she posted on her story that needed to be public discourse. I'm just saying I could understand taking that somewhat personally as the person on the other end of the marriage. Not saying that it was done purposely, not saying that I would think that it was done purposely to upset me, but I'm saying I could understand having some sort of a reaction to that. Yeah, no, listen, of course, I I give room for any of her feelings that she may have in terms of any like emotions that it stirs up. Of course, that's valid. I just think there's a really big difference between something like hitting a nerve and it being a little bit of a sensitive spot because we're human beings and we're allowed to feel emotional about things, even if they're in the past. And then kind of twisting that and conflating it with like a malicious intent on the other side. Because I think that sometimes there needs to be a little bit more of a distinction between the two. But Oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah, of course. Who, who am I to say? <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I think though that my final thought on this, not not Shannon related, is that I know Alabama from what we've seen on her TikTok. Like, I don't want to say idolizes Kylie, but definitely views Kylie in the way that a lot of other people her age do. Of like, she is the ultimate kind of it girl, and. One, like there's so much to that because now they're kind of family. But I think that Alabama, for the girls that are a little bit younger, is that same way. Like if you go through the comments on her posts, I think those girls look up to her in the way that she looks up to Kylie. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting. I don't know. I mean, listen, I think that as Alabama gets a little bit older – And also one of the huge reasons that Alabama feels that way about Kylie is because Alabama also is so into makeup and, and that kind of thing. And I think idolizes Kylie from like such a business perspective as well. So I think that if there are a lot of young girls who look up to Alabama in that way, it has so much also to do with that makeup element of it, which seems kind of silly, I think, when you say it. But there's so much like for people who love that. Like, that is the ultimate for the person that they look up to, to look up to the person that is, and now be family with Kylie. Like, so I understand that kind of connection between the two of them from looking up to perspective, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the general like kind of theme or umbrella to put it under is that when you're growing up, you always want to be older. And I think both Alabama and Kylie just are the exact embodiment of like, older for their age, which I know a lot of, I'm sure parents would not view as a positive by any means. But I think that when you're like 13, 14, if I was, I'm putting myself, if I was 14 and Alabama's 15, I think that I would think she was like the cool older girl. Obviously I look at it now and I'm like, holy shit, she definitely, you know, some of the stuff that she posts, I don't know if I would have been allowed to at that age, but I could understand like if I'm putting myself in the 14 year old girl perspective. Right. Anything else you would like to mention? I think that's it, honestly. Anything else you want to mention? <laughs> no, why? Was I chatty today? No, not at all. I just, <laughs> I, I feel like I never ask you. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. 
We love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you later this week for Kardashians. Isabel and I will see you later this week for Bravo. And thanks. You're the best. We're so lucky we get to do this. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.